management. You can fuck off a banana's tree. Star Trek sucks. Star Trek sucks. When you talk mad shit about Star Trek, it's like you just harpooned a baby. Star Trek sucks. Star Trek sucks. And if you prank call people at the old folks home, that's fine, but you better not Hi, welcome to Star Trek Sucks. I'm Jack, and I'm just hanging out in the hallway outside the holodeck, uh, scrolling space Twitter, <laughs> and killing some time because I'm waiting for Leo to get done in the holodeck so we can go do our podcast. And here, emerging from the holodeck after running this uh, the, the, the scenario simulator program, it's Leo, and he's come up with a scenario. Leo, go for it. Okay. I'm here uh, backstage of a play that we're performing in uh, an Old West town that's not actually in the Old West. It's on a moon in space where a land baron (laughs) (laughs) impregnated a local prostitute (laughs) and and unbeknownst to us is about to go to war against a whorehouse. With the assistance of a deeply flawed but incredibly plucky and good-spirited ship full of misfits. Oh, I don't know. I don't know how I didn't see that coming when I did that. Oh, fuck. Always, that was the best thing that could have happened. Always loops back to Heart of Gold, baby. I mean, this time you did it to yourself. <laughs> I feel like I did it to both of us. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, I mean, you've always done it to both of us. I feel like at this point we need to apologize to anybody who, if there (laughs) happens to be a new listener who does not know what in the fuck that bit is at this point. Yeah, yeah. This is is incredibly self-referential. It is entirely up its own ass. It is so far up its own ass it has become a singularity. I would say if you just start listening to at the beginning of season three, yeah, yeah, I think you'll probably that's, get that's it. when we kind of started doing. Yeah, I think these. that's when that bit came in. But also, like me making fun of you for taking too long to summarize <laughs> Firefly <laughs> is something from a previous podcast we were on <laughs> a whole that is no podcast. longer available on the internet. <laughs> is it not? I thought it was still. Uh, there's a few episodes, but none of the ones where you did that. Yeah. Anyway, this is Star Trek sucks. My name's Leo. I like Star Trek. Hi, I'm Jack. I just turned 38, and I'm about ready to die. <laughs> uh jack this week's episode is called sins of the father what's it about okay let me scroll down to while jack looks this up for any new listeners if there are those this is the part where jack only knows the title of the episode and is going to try to has tried to guess what we're about to watch sure are we getting a lot of new listeners or something you're suddenly concerned with this i don't i mean we got all those belgians all Mm. of a sudden hello belgium (laughs) Good job on the beer. Salut les Belges. Bienvenue. And also whatever the equivalent of that is in Flemish. Yeah, I don't know Flemish. Yeah, nobody does. Except Uh, when I've got a cold. (coughs) Shut the fuck up. Uh, Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Sins of the Father. In the post-scarcity liberal utopia of Star Trek, the concept of sin has been almost completely eradicated from society. Truly immoral acts like murder are discouraged through legal procedure rather than the social pressures. There is, however, one sin that remains in the zeitgeist, and is, if anything, viewed with even more disgust than it is here in the 21st century. 
That's right. I'm talking about jacking off. <laughs> Enter one young ensign named Wesley Crusher. Oh, no. Who develops a taste for self-abuse. <laughs> and then almost immediately tells on himself to his mom because he's a huge fucking nerd bitch. <laughs> yeah. A quote-unquote glitch causes the computer to turn on the intercom while he's doing this, so the entire ship finds out that he's been frantically trying to get his socks pregnant. <laughs> Worf threatens to kill him. <laughs> yeah. Data is confused about the etymology of the term jacking. <laughs> the title of the episode becomes clear when Picard reveals that Wesley's late father, Wesley Sr., was also a masturbator. <laughs> I believe we've established that Wes's dad's name is actually Jack. It's Wesley Sr. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. The title of the episode becomes clear when Picard reveals that Wesley's late father, Wesley Sr., was also a masturbator, but was never, a, nevertheless a good man who died bravely while jacking off. <laughs> Riker shows Wes how to use the many, many, many fuck programs on the holodeck, and they lament that the technology was not invented during Wes Sr.'s time. And that's the episode. We'll see you next week on Star Trek Sucks. <laughs> Um, I I just realized I got out of order because we're supposed to do uh, what's good first. So Jack, what's good? I mean, have we ever had an order on this? So we have an uh, what I intend to be the order sure. sometimes. Sure, okay. Um, so I have been through a real real ringer in the last week because um, the beloved local um sort of neighborhood bar that I worked at is closing mm -hmm. or has closed at the has time closed of, at the time of recording at certainly recording. at the time of release yeah um wouldn't it be great if it just reopened next week <laughs> I, now I, that'd be a real roller coaster i imagine a certain amount of people would feel conned <laughs> <laughs> you mean i ate all those pretzels for nothing <laughs> just because i like hot bread and cheese uh yes or yeah anyway the hot bread and cheese place that i worked at um, has closed down and it, it, it has been, I don't know if you've, if you've never like worked the last week that a beloved local, like a beloved neighborhood establishment is going to be open. It's, I, I would kind of recommend it. It's, it's, it's wild. It's um, a, it's a fucking emotional roller coaster. Yeah. You get kind of tired of having the same conversation over and over again. Yeah. Um, which brings me to a uh, show favorite, much better uh, sci-fi property, The Expanse. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because in the Belter Patois that, that they use in The Expanse, one of the things that they say, instead of saying it is what it is, they just say is, is. Mm -hmm. I just started saying that. Yeah. And I like it. I like saying is, is. Yeah. When, it, when you want to convey that sentiment of like, sort of resigned sadness i so try saying is is next time you're resignedly sad and the weird thing is people kind of get what you mean like you really don't need to explain it to them yeah uh i mean people are remarkably good at figuring things out in context there's a number of things from the belter patois that i actually think just should be should, should yeah no that's into... one of my favorite things about the expanse is be uh, as a as a guy that likes language yeah um is that yeah the belter patois like there's a whole bunch of shit in there where yeah. it's like why are we not I've, already there I, i've seen people at least on on the internet because we don't interact with each anybody in in person anymore 
Um, but I've seen people use Beltalota in in re- like basically in place of uh, dude or comrade. Yeah, or which is you know basically yeah, what yeah. that what that word means. And I'm I'm a big fan of uh, of the word pampa. Yeah, I like that one too. I mean, it's yeah. it's, it's, it's it's pretty close with poopa, but I feel like pampa is. It has more dignity than yeah, Poopaw. Yeah. Poopaw is a figure of ridicule. Um, a, f- a figure of at least uh, uh, pity, if not outright, outright sure. ridicule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what is good with me is also going to be my recommend. Um, so I mentioned uh, LeVar Burton's uh, LeVar, LeVar Burton Reads podcast, and um, I've listened to a bunch of that over this weekend, and I ended up picking up uh, an audiobook. And I actually just got, I burned through the first one. It's a two part. Actually, I don't know if it's longer than two parter. She's got two parts out so far. Um, but uh, the author is uh, Nettie Okorafor, and she has uh, two books called uh, Akata Witch and Akata Warrior. Um, and they're kind of like remove everything negative that you that you associate with Harry Potter. Whether it's adults identifying oh with boy. Harry Potter, <laughs> yeah, uh, or there's a whole bunch of shit to unpack there, right? But. So ignore the 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 um, disgusting extent to which adults still identify themselves with their Harry Potter pa- houses, and ignore uh, everything bad that we've learned about J.K. Rowling in the last five years. Uh-huh. Um, but just kind of the spirit of the books. Yeah. So that's what I mean when I compare this to Harry Potter. It's uh, if Harry Potter was an albino African girl living in Nigeria. Was he not? I've never read the books. No, he is a he is a white, just a regular white, no, not an albino. I'm joking. Yeah, um, I was going to go with it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I'm tired. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to riff that one out. <laughs> but yeah, no, they're uh, they're they're really good. So it's a, a girl in Nigeria who finds out that she's got uh, magic powers, and oh. so it's kind of a. Um, basically magical realism you know it takes place in essentially contemporary africa um with all of the you know real world uh like the realities of of what that would be like and, com- and combined sure. with uh this kind of magical world that no that's that's the same time. that's super cool like i i do think even like i mean i i have a problem with adults reading mm-hmm. ya books but that putting that aside it would be nice to have some YA books that were from a perspective of not either Western Europe or America. Yeah, and it's hard to say whether these would be classified. And not even America, but like coastal America. Right. <laughs> it's hard to say whether these would be classified as YA because YA does generally mean, at least in, in my exposure to the genre, generally means that it's also uh, like Euronormative and heteronormative like, well, yeah, all, that, all YA is like <laughs> yeah heterosexual. That, that's kind of the point I was making. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's no, I mean, there's no discussion of, of uh, sexuality or gender in these, but at, at least it's from the perspective of somebody who's not uh, European. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. No, that 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 sounds cool. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to note, and I meant to note this last week, but I didn't. Um, uh, uh, Josh Olson of the West Wing thing, mm-hmm. and also, more importantly, very famous and and incredibly talented screenwriter. Um, he loves talking about Star Trek a lot more than I do. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> one of the things he noted <laughs> what are you talking about this is your favorite show. <laughs> one of 
one of the things he noted about uh, about Star Trek that that you know from an inside perspective I found interesting was that uh, when Jonathan Frakes starts directing episodes, oh, um, most of the episodes <clears throat> that he directs are bangers or at least are ambitious. Okay, because he because he can see the scripts and be like, yeah, I want I want to do this one, right. Um, so last week was actually Jonathan Frakes' first episode as director, no which shit. is why he wasn't on it very much. I did not know that. Probably, I, I no, assume you, that's why he wasn't yeah, on it very no, much. You're, but, yeah, you're probably right. That, um, that but, all that all adds up. But yeah, I need to like actually <laughs> keep and, my yeah, eyes I mean, out for more Frakes episodes because, like, I think we agreed last week's episode was kind of a disaster, but it was an ambitious disaster. It was an ambitious disaster, and it was, and we still both gave it a watch, Absolutely. even though, yeah. even though it didn't didn't quite accomplish what it set out to accomplish. But um, and and it it suffered by comparison um, coming right after yesterday's Enterprise because that was absolutely one of the best episodes that we've. Uh, I'm gonna probably call it the best episode we've seen so far this season and one of the best episodes of the series I would so far. I would put it as a contender for best episode of the series the only thing I would maybe put against it is the one where they decide when whether or not date is a guy measure of a man yeah um which is what which is almost a completely different genre of yeah of show yeah it's yeah it's a completely different uh, yeah. premise it's really hard to compare the two yeah it's really hard to compare the two but I think those are the two best episodes so far I would agree um but anyway, like we'll see. He doesn't have another episode till the next season. But I, I, I am going to try to keep an eye out for Freaks episodes okay. going forward because I thought that was an interesting insight. Cool. Um, well, do you want to recommend something besides the Expanse again and the episode of uh, Firefly, um, <laughs> Heart of Gold? <laughs> I don't even think I like Firefly anymore. <laughs> no, it's you... hard to it's hard to tell actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, you you do. You like it because you keep bringing it up. That's how I can tell yes, you like it. You keep I keep bringing bring, it up. Keep bringing up Firefly on this show. <laughs> hey, you have written four out of five of the <laughs> intros relating to that one episode of Firefly. Yeah, it's, that might be for a different reason than me liking Firefly. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you're getting at. Anyway. <laughs> um, I guess I just want to uh, plug one more time um, twenty twenty one self suck challenge. Um, yeah, hashtag fellas. 20- this is the year we're all we're all gonna make it this year. Yeah. Um, reach reach for the stars, and yeah. by stars we mean your own dick with your own mouth. Yes. Yeah. And and support each other. Like yeah. it's, it's about it's about a community. Of, Cheer each other on. It's about um, a community of men on the internet sucking their own dicks. Yeah. So we're promoting that hashtag, hashtag 2021 self suck challenge. Uh, we're also uh, still promoting uh, hashtag uh, Columbo reboot. Yes. We would very much like to see Natasha Leone uh, cast as Columbo in a Columbo reboot with basically nothing else, else about the series changed. She still has a wife that we never see. Uh, she's still uh, constantly smoking and disheveled and confused. So I, I, I realized the other day. Um, they tried to do this with uh, Michael Richards, sort of. Like they tried to do a, a Mike. It was called the Michael Richards Show, and he was a detective. Yeah, no shit. And it, apparently, it sucked. I don't know. I've never seen it, but I've, yeah, no. Michael Richards has never. He, the only things that I can think of in his career, uh, obviously, uh, Seinfeld, and then he haven't seen it. Uh, it's a show from the nineties. Okay, um, it's like Friends. Basically, same. God, oh that! 
I got I have to break the bit because it's so much better than Friends. <laughs> Friends no. is dog shit, and Seinfeld holds up. Man. I I I haven't I never watched Friends much when it was on. It's really funny. There's several shows that like of are kind of of our generation that I missed completely, and you yeah. missed most of them. I missed almost all of them. Yeah, I grew up basically without TV. Um, I I watched a lot of them, but I also watched a lot of Star Trek. Um, but. Uh, yeah, one of them is uh, is is Friends because I like so many other people my age like got all excited when Friends came on Netflix or whatever because they hadn't seen it since it originally aired uh-huh. and all this shit and I was like, man, I really did not watch that show at all. I did not give a fuck. And, I definitely uh, understand the appeal of it, um, which was not the appeal of it was not that it was funny or really entertaining. The appeal of it was the same thing that appeals about podcasts now, which is you could have sort of a virtual, like a parasocial relationship with the people on it. I guess. And and be invested in their lives and, and feel like you had some company. As a deeply lonely person, I, I at the time, I, you know, yeah. understood that appeal. But, like, now that I have friends and, and I, I, like, I think a couple years ago I went back and watched all of it and I was like, good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> the first couple seasons are okay and then it's just, awful yeah fucking awful yeah um anyway i think that's all let's watch star trek now oh do you want to talk about current events there's not a lot going on in the news but oh uh that reminds me of uh the new uh tv series from uh david lynch uh twin peachment or twin twin peach twin that was it twin peach like twin peaks but it's Twin Peach. Uh-huh. That's the joke. That's it. That's oh, the, that was a joke. That's okay. the whole joke. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Right, watch. Yeah, let's watch Star Trek. Watch Star Trek now. Okay. <laughs> do, do you get it? Yeah. Do you, do you get it? It's not time because it's a song about a guy and his dad uh-huh. and that's what this episode is about relationships with- is it about that sort of no it's not about that it's about like Cleon fucking palace intrigue that that you're just expected to care about despite the fact that there's no reason to i i feel like i've been now i i like 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 Vladimir Putin has tried to kill me with a polonium dart. You're obviously angry. Um, that was awful. This show this show is terrible. Would you like me to make you more angry? I mean, at least I would feel something. <clears throat> this episode is ranked uh, in seventh and entertainment weekly's top top ten Star Trek Next Generation episodes. Oh, Jack has quit the podcast. Jack is taking oh no, he's just taking some pizza. He's just putting down his microphone and angrily slash sadly eating pizza. This is also ranked ninth best on Nerdist's ranking best episodes of next generation and uh and second best second best according to screen rant this is the second best episode of this series and i would like to tell the people at screen rant that they are wrong 
I did not hate this nearly as much as you did, but this is definitely not. It was, sec- first of all, it was seven hours long. It was the longest thing that it has was, ever happened. It, 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 it yeah. The, this episode happened on like 2020 timescale. Yeah. Yeah. What, like, remember March of last year? Yeah. How it still seems like it's going on? That's how this episode went. Yeah. Jesus um, fuck. Let's get into, so we, <laughs> two years Two whole-ass years after the events of uh, Commander Riker's internship on the Klingon ship in Season 1. Or was that in Season 2? Was that just last season? Fucking now I don't Who remember. Who fucking cares? Anyway, at least a full year, if not two years, uh, since Riker took an internship on a Klingon ship. Uh, he, there, they are now doing the reciprocal and a Klingon, uh, officer has come to serve on the enterprise. God, I'm already tired. Um, I still want to call this a watch. Uh, but now that I'm, no. now that I'm describing no. it, boo, no, okay. Boo. So a guy shows. So a, I did, I did write down be, before I was, did before you just, I knew better, I wrote down Klingon episode because. Most of the Klingon episodes have been fun. Yeah. They've been good. Most of them have been good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of exhausting. So Worf's brother, who he knows that he's Worf's brother. I, I remembered that he was Worf's brother, but I couldn't remember whether they both knew it or how the, the whole thing was going to go down. And even when he reveals it in the conversation with Worf, I'm like, I'm st- it's still not clear to me in that moment whether or not they're supposed to both know it and they're both being like rigidly adherent to procedure because of Klingon whatever yeah I I, I read it as um, as Worf didn't know that it was his brother that's that's definitely the way that it is explicit that the text is explicit which is but- stupid. Well, he had, and also they like this. This episode is so like soap operatic, like because it, he says, "Oh, uh, that that's how I would expect my brother to act." And then like there's just a tight zoom on Worf's face, dun, and, then, and, dun, then, dun. and then and then very obvious ad break. Like every ad break in this one is incredibly fucking intrusive and obvious. Yeah, and. Uh, God. So one thing that stood out for me in this episode, and I and I truly don't know whether this is audio engineering or whether this is actually the way the costume sounded. The amount of leather noise that was going on every time Worf's brother moved was fucking fantastic. And there's an SNL sketch where Jimmy Fallon works at a leather store. Did you see that sketch? Yeah, yeah. And it's just stupid. It's an absolutely idiotic sketch. It's like in uh. Brittany Murphy is the the guest star, and um, yeah, she goes in and uh, gets some leather. Outfit. Yeah, anyway, it just makes a whole lot of noise whenever anybody moves, and that's the entire joke for the entire sketch. And it's just yeah. Horatio Sands and Jimmy Fallon trying not to crack up at how hilarious they both think they are for the entire three minutes of the sketch. Anyway, that's what it was like watching Worf's brother move around every time he moved on screen. Which also... This brings me to a criticism I have. Jack's chewing everybody. I'm sorry. I ordered pizza, which is unprofessional to do for the podcast. 
I am I am giving this episode the amount of respect that it's due, <laughs> which means I'm eating pizza while we talk about it. Um, a critic a critique I have, which is um, maybe you could just put some score in some of these scenes. Yeah, there's... you could just you could just make like just open the fucking drone control on the synthesizer a little bit. Just let it just something. Yeah. Yeah, but no, in, really instead not we just sound. we just have fucking dead silence while these Klingons uh say things in Klingon to each other and then move around in their creaky leather outfits. Yeah. Um, and 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 do a bunch of fucking like Klingon office politics that I don't care about. It's because r- there's no yeah. reason for me to care about it. No, there really isn't. I don't care and about what's dead. God damn it. I did. I de- I've never met any of these fucking characters before. They're saying a bunch of shit in a, in a, a, another language that I'm like I'm supposed to care about it more because it's in a language I don't speak. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck this show. But this is your favorite show. No, it's your you no. Like, you like it. You like my favorite show is. <laughs> right, I was hoping I'd come up with something funny there. Uh, <laughs> I don't um, like I don't like shows. We both we, we both definitely got a laugh out of the uh the dinner scene. <laughs> the dinner scene was funny. Yeah. So the, the first like, so I will say the first act of this episode pretty good. Pretty it's, fun. It's pretty good and there there's there's a, a legit laugh later on too. Um and I forget what it is and I didn't write it down. So we'll see if we well, remember well, it. Well, yeah, we'll see what happens. But um, yeah, uh Worf's brother has to come to dinner with the rest of the crew and uh yeah, first of all, he's like, "Yeah, I'll try some of your burned replicated bird meat." What's Yeah, it it's 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 very frustrating because cooking food actually serves a purpose. It makes the nutrients much more bioavailable. As 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 a species that has gotten into space, you would think the Klingons might be on top of cooking food. I mean, not necessarily. Like we, it makes it more bioavailable for us, but isn't it? Yeah, I guess for an evolution. Fine. But, yeah, fine. It's yeah because Klingons eat most of their food raw, as far as I know. Fine. Anyway, um, but yeah, but also, just, like, but also, up- they should at least know that, like, oh, the the humans actually. In fact, they should know that and gl- and lord it over them. Be like, oh, you. Oh, you 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 fucking pussy bitches! You're gonna die if you don't cook, if you don't heat your food up. Well, or it could be a um, eating each other's food doesn't have to be a forced like cultural exposure thing that we put ourselves through because we are different fucking species yeah, and we yeah. can't actually eat the same yes. food. <laughs> or that you could try just like that could be especially when you ha- are on a ship with replicators that can just make whatever food. Yeah. You don't need to it's not like you're going to Thailand and 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 meeting the ambassador there and eating Thai food. Like their food could kill you. But and vice versa, maybe you just don't do, just don't do it. For f- for you're sure. Different species. But also an entire turkey leg smeared <laughs> in fucking caviar. Yeah. Yes. Fuck yes. yes. Sign me up. Put it in me. Yeah, I want to have Put that it in my, for my uh, mouth. My front hole. Yeah, yeah, my top front hole. Yeah. Not in my bottom front hole, please. That would take too long. Okay. <laughs> Moving on from that. Um, but no, that was, that was legitimately very funny when he, like, because, yeah, 
Oh, also, there's a good job data where data just it just jumps in and is like caviar is a, it's a, the eggs of a fucking yeah yeah he starts uh, describing which them. Picard cuts him off and it's like no this is like one of the times where maybe you should let him like go yeah because that actually because he's make answering it, the fucking question well and it also make it might make it more appealing to a Klingon. Right, and like I think that yeah, I think because what they're going for there is like, oh, humans have disgusting delicacies too. Because if you describe caviar objectively, it's fucking gross. Yeah, um, fucking cut a fish open and then take the eggs out of it. Also, and then it's you not eat that? very good. It's just expensive. Yeah, like I a mean, lot of delicacies. But I mean, if you've got a bunch of caviar and a bunch of champagne, I dare you not to think that that's pretty dope. Anyway, um, I still think it's just it's just a luxury because it's expensive. But e- either way, um, but yeah, he's just like immediately like tries a little bit of the caviar, is grossed out by it, and wipes it on the turkey leg, and we're we're, we're both he just sticks because, his entire hand because we're in both the, we're in both the, food morons. Yeah. <laughs> we were both like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> Whole leg of turkey smothered in caviar? Don't mind if I do. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Don't mind if I eat the stupidest thing I've ever thought of. One of the other things that really stuck out to me in that scene um, that I'm 99% sure had to come from the way that Dorn has to eat because of his dentures, um, but it makes it look like Worf is doing like just the tiniest little like bunny bites on any anytime he eats anything like this just these uncertain little bunny bites where he's yeah, just yeah. like just shaving with, it with his teeth yeah yeah um because he did that before i remember him doing it on the one episode where uh Riker made omelets out of some weird alien eggs oh god um and or like his initial bites were like i don't know about this and then he ended up liking it but yeah this time he's just eating turkey he's just taking a bit of turkey and he's just like yeah which is very clearly how these people do not eat yeah um, yeah um i so Worf um comes and tells the captain that he has to go and defend his father's honor um and the captain's like hell yeah and i'm coming with you and he goes out to tell the bridge crew that they're going and he's like everybody set a course for the capital city on the klingon homeworld not the planet he doesn't yeah, set a course fly. for the planet he sets a course Let's for fly the this city. spaceship to new york city yeah. bitch yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so just him like coming out of light speed like like uh like the millennium falcon showing up but when it when it comes out of hyperdrive and just whoop, yeah, just, just right, right over top, yeah. the klingon main city like hey What's up? What'd you say about Worf's dad's which, honor? Which you would think, like I know they're in a in an alliance, but you would think maybe would send the wrong message. Yeah, and and it's never addressed, and it's it's like, pretty much treated one of our as if NATO they just allies, went to the planet. Imagine one of our NATO allies flying a fucking bomber over like New York City. You would you it would be. Eyebrows would be raised. It would not be received well. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, oh, the other my other note was that Klingons yell a lot. Yeah, I, I should be a Klingon. I should go there. I feel so. Like that'd be so. Rude. So we're gonna go into compliment corner for a minute. Okay. Um, your yelling 
is way more entertaining than this. <laughs> I've never once wanted to fall asleep while you were yelling. Yeah. Whereas this one. Yeah. Yeah. I, Very I, boring yelling. It is the most boring yelling I can imagine. And again, you want to maybe score these scenes a little bit. You want to maybe not just like bank on the fucking compelling acting that's going on. And just throw a score in there to, like, inspire some feeling. No? Okay. We're just going to watch some Klingons doing soap opera yelling. And 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 also, like, just the, the reliance on the language of being like, yeah, no, they're speaking Klingon. Isn't that fucking cool? It's like, no. No, it's not. Other people speak different languages. I don't give a shit. The only thing that's interesting about different languages is that they have words that describe concepts that are not readily available in our own language. And they never fucking talk about that. The one time there is a word that gets translated, it's worth being like, yeah, this was like my nurse. She was my or whatever. But that means nurse. And it's like, cool, why didn't you just fucking say nurse, you fucking asshole? Yeah. I fucking hated this episode. Everybody that says that it's good is wrong. I will it's get, a bad show. I maybe it's because I've been watching so much Discovery. Although I mean, fuck, you saw the first episode of Discovery. The use of Klingon in this episode I find so much more tolerable and less obnoxious. Just because it's like nothing. It's just like skim milk the the way that it's used in this episode. Well no, it's it's put into you can feel them putting it in to try to make the episode more engaging and entertaining. And they're wrong. They're wrong to do it. It's bad. So when did you figure out that Duras's father was the one who actually did it? Who's Duras? I don't fucking care about these people. Yeah. So Worf's... Here's the answer to that question. Yeah. So Worf's father has been accused of being the one who transmitted the, the codes to the shield or whatever to get into Kittimer, which is where Worf almost died and his family died and Jack's asleep again. Um, I'm just trying to get the listeners because they, uh, they deserve, they, people spend money on this podcast. No, they don't. <laughs> what are you getting money and holding out on me? No. God. <laughs> we got like three bucks worth of t-shirt money last month, but Woo! yeah. Um, no. So yeah, we, we've got the one guy who is accusing Worf's father uh, who, surprise, surprise, in the end, it turns out that it was that guy's father, in fact, uh, who did the thing that he's accusing Worf's father of. Uh, Why did his father do it, Leo? I do not know. Why can't they uh, convict that guy, Leo? Because it would cause a civil war. Why? Because that guy's uh, family is politically powerful. Why is the politically powerful family uh, be literally betraying the empire? Well, his it was just the father who betrayed the empire, and not the whole family. But but why now the family is betraying the empire by lying to everybody? Okay. Why does father do it? Uh, I don't know. I think. Why does everybody think it was worse father instead? Because the family, uh, because the guy whose father actually did it is lying. But what motive did they ascribe to him? I don't remember. Yeah. Okay. Really, really tight writing on this one. I definitely don't feel like I'm dying of cancer right now. 
Um, and uh, and the last note that I have is that uh, Worf's nurse has the Klingon metal spine thing on her old lady robe, uh-huh. which fucking slaps. As That's, far as I'm concerned, that does slap. Uh, I wanna... There's also a scene where Picard goes to see his 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 old nurse lady, and um, she's like, "I can't help you." fuck off get out of here i i died a long time ago i'm i'm supposed to be dead don't let anybody find out i'm alive yada yada um then picard goes outside people try to knife murder him klingons try to knife murder him he fights back and then she's like oh never mind now that you tried to resist being knife murdered i see that you are a person of honor and i will tell you everything and cooperate with you yeah, what's did you have a problem with that or it's the problem that I have with it is that it's stupid. Oh. Um, I see. But, but like much of this episode it's very stupid. I see. And boring. I see. It, they made knife murder boring. That's true. That honestly There there are several attempted knife murders. Yeah, they this, attempt to knife murder And every time it's fucking boring as shit. Yeah, they attempt to knife murder Worf's brother and it's very boring and then they attempt to knife murder Picard and it and they manage to make that boring as well. Um anyway, if anybody would like to <sighs> knife murder me, my address is <laughs> I mean, I still feel like I have kind of have to give this a watch. Fuck you. Because no, here's why. Because the Klingon Civil War does happen. Oh. And so this is So this is I canonical. Mean, yeah. God. So I guess at least read the Wikipedia on this episode. I mean, if they had if they had done anything to set up an interest in this. Like if you had a multi episode arc where it's like Klingon politics are heating up. Multi what? Episode. Multi-episode what? Arc. I don't understand what that means. As a, as, as a member of the writing team who was responsible for this specific uh, season of Star Trek, I do not understand the concept of a premise that covers more than one episode. But here's the thing. Like, great bit. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> um, but the thing is, they have done that. Like there are like the Borg they've been building up as a threat forever. The like the same thing with the Romulans and the neutral zone and stuff of, of being like, yeah, something's fucking going on here that's bigger than just the Romulans being fucking expansionist shitheads. And so, I mean, to, you're you're right, but also the you know well like if we contrast this with like Discovery, the or even with Deep Space Nine. Like the idea of having really like season long arcs, right? Where like well, you're, I know, I you're know challenging. I know that's not how TV worked back, then, right? But like, just any fucking effort to make us care about Klingon internal politics, yeah. Before doing an entire episode of Klingon internal politics, yeah, and I'll, would I'll, have been fucking appreciated. I'll, I'll give you that because yeah, I mean we've had almost no exposure. We've never seen we've never seen the Klingon no. homeworld before. Nope. We've had no exposure to most of this stuff. And uh yeah, so I, I, I will certainly agree with you on that. But yeah, I, I still have to give it give it a watch just for uh canonical continuity or whatever. Alright, I'm gonna give it a drive into the ocean. 
How many drive-ins of the oceans do you give this episode, Jack? How many cars do you own? <laughs> you know what we do we, back in the day? We'd take we get the long car with the extra long hood. You'd go My to God, the dealership. Is that President Joe Biden? You'd go to the dealership and you'd say, "What's the longest hood you got there, Jack?" Uh, because you wanted the long hood so you could dip the, just the end of it into the ocean without getting your whole car wet. You didn't want to get your feet wet. You just wanted to get the nose of the car into the ocean there. Uh, that's a reference to another podcast. Mm. And that's and the end also, of... And also, our, our... I think you might be president by the time... No, this comes out on Inauguration Day. Is Monday Inauguration Day? I think so. I've lost track. 16th century. No, no, no. It's Wednesday is Inauguration Day, isn't it? Yeah, Wednesday is Inauguration Hang Day. On. This comes out on the 18th. Mm. Yeah. No, Tuesday is Inauguration Day, then. No, that'd be 19th. I thought that was Inauguration Day. No, 20th is Inauguration Day. No. This is really great radio. This is... This anyway, is the, everything's going to be super fucking normal, I'm everything sure. Everything's going to get normal out. overnight uh, as soon as yep. as soon as Joe Biden becomes president. Um, this has been Star Trek Sucks. My name is Leal. Jack's name is Jack. You can reach us on Twitter.com at ChipFacts, at WhoIsJackGun, at LealLikeNeal. You can buy some of the t-shirts that we've come up with by clicking on the link in the show notes of this episode. Uh-huh. You can uh, click the subscribe button because you like us and want us to keep doing this project. That's yeah, all. If you like us and want us to keep doing this project, please let us know. I am. To be clear, we're definitely going to keep doing this project no matter what. Mm. Um what do you mean by we, buddy? Uh, yeah, no, you're you're in, you're in now, because. But but I, it, if you like us and want us to keep doing this project, please let us know because I am running out of the good chemical in my brain. We we do really like um, we we do like hearing from people and uh, anyway, that's the yep. that's the show. This episode is fucking awful. Don't watch it. It's it's not as bad as Jack's making it out to be. It's very bad. Had you only hours to convince a beloved friend that there is value in the things that you value? Would you search through space and time to find the perfect words to convey your convictions? When every word counts, Rise and proclaim your opinions to be the light of the galaxy.